want to say that there is blessing in serving God. Amen. And appreciating what God values. Amen. As a servant of the Lord. Amen. Because as, you know, for Wednesday, we are trying to do better with the Lord, for the Lord, in the Lord. Do you get what I'm saying? And I just wanted to share a few scriptures with us to encourage us, but also to admonish us, to make sure that we are appreciating what God values. Amen. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. And not just that we are also, we have done some. You know, one of the scriptures we have there, maybe we should have a look at it. Philippians 2.14, the Bible says that, but thank God who has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphant procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. Amen. We are saying thank you because God is using us to spread the knowledge of Christ. I don't know if you can say that that is your confession, isn't it? Yes. But that is what it should be. Amen. First Corinthians 16. But even though that is what it should be, we want to see whether that is what it is actually. And um, Paul was talking about different categories of people. Today we are going to look at a couple of church workers. Amen. That we will also find ourselves in there and then shift ourselves one way or the other. So Paul was appreciating some workers in the ministry. So we'll read one part and then we'll come and read another part. First Corinthians 16, we'll read from verse 15 to 24. It says that, you know that Stephanas and his household were the first of the harvest of believers in Greece. And they are spending their lives in service to God's people. So these are people who they are showing of appreciation of their salvation is by serving the people of God. And not just serving the people of God. It says they are spending their lives. See, some of us, we spend a little bit of time. Some of us, we spend a little bit of resource. It says that they are spending their lives. It's very different when you are spending your life to serve the people of God. Do you understand? And then when you are throwing a little bit. And he's saying that they were the first of the harvest of believers. So it means that after them, many more believers came. But these ones stand out because they are what? Spending their lives in service to God's people. I urge you, dear brothers and sisters, to submit to them and others like them. That gives another another description of them. Who serve with such devotion? 
we are saying that we want to appreciate what God values and serve the way God would have us serve. Do you understand? They are spending their lives and they are serving with such devotion, which means that it's not everybody who serves with devotion. It's not everybody who serves with commitment. It's not everybody who serves with dedication. Do, do you get what I'm saying? And you can tell. Do you know that if you go to a hospital and you spend time with nurses, you will recognize the devoted nurses and the workers? Yes. Because I remember the lady we were looking for who had gone on a year's trip, they're taking time off the um, hospital. I think you said she's back, is she? The nurse, the, the nurse that woman who I was looking for to give a present to. Do, do, there were nurses, but that nurse stood out. She, she, you could see that she, it wasn't a job for her. It was a calling. <laughs> do you understand? So she would come under the Stephanos kind of nurse. Do you understand? And now we have, want to check whether we are that kind of church worker. <laughs> Pastor. Do, 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 do you understand? Asha, Quarista, are you that kind? Do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Even in, do you know that people are devoted to their jobs? Sometimes even it's a ridiculous job, but they are devoted to it. They, yeah. They are cleaners and they are cleaners. Oh, there are some cleaners. It's true that they are cleaning an office, but when they are cleaning an office, you can see the effort and they put in it. They can go back, check, and see if it's sparkling. And there are some who just scroll through. Yeah. You know, maybe there are some laws like if you, you are leaving the office, make sure you take your mug and put it in the sink. If you leave your mug by your laptop, you come back and meet it right there. But you also see a cleaner who knows that they don't have to touch this. But they want their work to look a certain way, so they will take it. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? It says that they are serving with devotion. I am very glad that Stephanus, what name is this? For, for, why? Anybody who uses that name for their child? I, I mean, can, yeah, we like fortunate. fortunate. Can you imagine if you give that name to your son and go to school? That that child will be tormented for them. <laughs> so, and they said there's a football player. Yeah, fortune is fine. Fortunate is fine. Fortunatus. And Akeikos. That's not bad. Akekus is not bad, but it's a name that your grandparents will struggle to mention. It will be a problem for the grandparents. <laughs> the name will be butchered and crucified. <laughs> they have been providing. Stop it, stop it. They have been providing the help. Now, listen. He's talking to, he's writing a letter to the Corinthians now. He says these people, Stephana, Stephanas, Fortunatus, and Achaicus have come here and they have been providing the help you weren't here to give me. <laughs> Another category of church workers. <laughs> he says that I'm very glad for these three. Because they are doing the work that you. Oh, 
gosh. You to think that so many, how many thousands of years ago the people remained the same and the categories are still the same. <laughs> you went here to give. It's like, oh, pastor, I would have loved to help. But they have been a wonderful encouragement to me as they have been to you. You see, there are some people who will not sacrifice their service, but will benefit from the service of others. So there have been an encouragement and a blessing to me and also to you. Sometimes so you can't sit in church. The choir is singing. It's like, oh, but they could have sung their song better. They have been a blessing to you. You won't sing. You won't join the choir. And you are being blessed by it, but you still have a comment to make. Hmm. As they have been, you must show your appreciation to all who serve so well. You must show your appreciation to all who serve so well. I think that that is our message going into 2024, that we should serve so well. It's not just serving. Obviously, we shouldn't be like the people that the letter was being written to who, <laughs> who didn't give the help to us was here. But we also don't want to be in the category of those who serve, but our service cannot be described as devotional and cannot be described as so well. Do you understand? And, and we, they can't say that we are spending our lives. There are some people who can categorically say that I spent my life chasing girls. I spent my life making money. I spent my life, do you understand? Even I spent my life studying. I said, yeah, because some people go to school till they're about 75. Their last exam is before they get into the coffin. Their very last exam. I, I, I don't know if Reverend remembers, we had a minister whose mother-in-law, who was about 60-something, she had just gone into medical school. <laughs> I don't know what patients she was going to look after. Because by the time an 80-year-old wants to take a knife and touch you, you know, it's like... Mm. <laughs> but she said that she, it was something she had always... Deserved. Do you remember um, Ivy's mom? She was determined to finish medical school. It's, it's a very powerful thing. The churches here in the province of Asia send greetings in the Lord, as do Aquila and Priscilla and all the others who gather in their home for church meetings. Tell somebody that everybody is doing something. Everybody is doing something. Or let's put it another way. Everybody should be doing something. <laughs> because you can't also make that assumption that everybody is doing something. Amen. All the brothers and sisters here send greetings to you. Greet each other with Christian love or a holy case, sacred case. Here is my greeting in my own handwriting, Paul. If anyone does not love the Lord, that person is cursed. Hey, Paul, just you are praising people, appreciating people, acknowledging people. Pow! <laughs> anyone who does not love the Lord <laughs> is cursed. Our Lord, come. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love to all of you in Christ Jesus. Amen. When we go, we're going to go further up and read a few more scriptures. Because now we're going to see those, another category of people who also were serving. 
some good, some not bad. Let's read from verse 10 to 13 of the same 1 Corinthians 16. It says that when Timothy comes, don't intimidate him. He's doing the Lord's work just as I am. The reason why he said that don't intimidate him is because of Timothy's youthfulness and to a certain level, lack of experience. Sometimes, elder brothers won't do the work. Then when the young ones do want to do it, you are there to pinpoint all their faults, their mistakes, and their inexperience. Do do you understand? So uh, Paul had to warn them before. Don't intimidate him. He's doing the Lord's work just as I am. Because if I, Paul, was here, you won't intimidate me. Do, Do you understand? So what Timothy is doing is exactly what I'm also doing. Don't let anyone treat him with contempt. You see, sometimes because of somebody's age, you won't appreciate their service. You won't appreciate the gift upon their life. You won't appreciate that they are also called by God. God doesn't call us by age. Do you understand? A 10-year-old who has been anointed and called by God can cast out demons. Just as a 60-year-old can also be filled with demons. Send him on his way with your blessing when he returns to me. I expect him to come with the other believers. Now we are going to talk about some. Now, about our brother Apollos. I urged him, I begged him to visit you with the other believers. But he was not willing to go right now. (laughs) It's not that he wouldn't go, but not now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I will, I will, I will. I will work. But not now. He will see you later. When he has the opportunity. That is another category of work. You see, we are appreciating all the different categories. So that you see where you lie and where you need to move to. Because Apollos is not a baby Christian. Hey! Remember that Apollos was a planter? Ah, He has done great and mighty work. But in this particular dispensation, he's not willing. (laughs) Hmm. And Paul is saying that I urged him, I begged him, I entreated him, but he was unwilling. Hmm. But he says he will see you later. <laughs> Grow small, we'll come and help. <laughs> you keep working, we'll be, we'll be there. <laughs> be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. Amen. All Paul has been encouraging us is that we should aim to serve well. Do you understand what I'm saying? We should aim to serve well. And we should recognize that there are many who are serving. You see, sometimes because we may compare and say that, well, I'm serving better than this person or I'm serving. But you see, you realize that even the seasons change. There was a season when Apollos' work was not a joke. And then there was a season when he wasn't willing. Do do, do you get it? Yes. Because these Corinthian people, they did so much. They raised offering for Paul. They did things. But at this particular time, what Stephanus and Co. had to do was because they wouldn't do. Which means that it's not just about serving God, but the continuity of it also. And the consistency of it. So now we read Jonah. I say we are looking at church workers and we are appreciating their work 
and we are going to compare it with our work, and we are going to advise ourselves. Do you understand? And think through it, how we did in 2023, and how we can do better. Because you can just compare. Are you serving with your life? Are you serving in a devo- with devotion? Do you understand? Are you serving willingly? Are you serving consistently? Are you serving well? <laughs> and when we come and look at this passage, we are also going to look at the point of view as for us, how we see things and how God sees things. Jonah, the last book, Jonah chapter 4. read. It is a short passage, so might as well. This change of plans greatly upset Jonah. So you obviously you know that when he went, then God went to save all the people, isn't it? This change of plans greatly upset Jonah and he became very angry. I don't even understand that if God calls you into a ministry and the ministry works and then you get upset. So he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew, I knew, I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God. I knew that God, you are so merciful and so compassionate. So you as a a servant of God, what are you? You are not merciful, you are not compassionate. (laughs) Another kind of church worker. (laughs) Before you start working for God. (laughs) Slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. Shouldn't that be the disposition of every church worker? Of every Christian? Of every servant of God? Shouldn't one of our prayers be that we are merciful, that we are compassionate, that we are filled with unveiling love, that we are eager that no one perishes? Jonah says no. (laughs) Jonah says no. Jonah says they should perish. You see that Paul, when Paul was like, they've done amazing, they are working well, then he said, you are cursed. (laughs) That means there's a natural tendency that the ones who annoy you or get your you feel, or in your opinion, they are stubborn. In your opinion, there are some way the mercy and the compassion should not reach them. That is why you can have a pastor who stands behind his pulpit and say, I curse you. Yeah, because you feel that the person is not doing right. But the person is not doing right. But scripture is telling us that. That is your, that's where you come in to help them to make sure that they are not destroyed. But you see, sometimes even we as pastors and ministers, we want the person to destroy so that our word, our word will come true. We knew they'll be destroyed. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because you see, if you're a woman or a man of God and say that, as for me, when I curse, it doesn't miss. You're a demon. 
Oh, you don't like my message? Am I spoiling the message? I'm spoiling She said, am I spoiling the message? I'm not spoiling it. No, it's true. It's, it's true. Because this man's anger is because deliverance has come. And the people too were some way. That's why he didn't want them to get deliverance. <laughs> thank God he didn't listen. And thank God he's not us. Just kill me now, Lord. <laughs> I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted will not happen. Repent or you die. Repent or you die. They didn't repent and they didn't die. Then at the very last minute, they repented and they didn't die. Ah, because when you went, they gathered the people, they fasted and they prayed. And the Lord heard and delivered them. Mission accomplished. We should be victorious and dancing and rejoicing. Rather, he says, Lord, kill me. The Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? Is it, is it right? And why not? <laughs> so all of us, sometimes whether you're in the choir, you're in this, whatever you're doing, you're a pastor. And just now the way you're angry with some of your church members or some of the people you're departing, is it right to be angry about this? Vanessa, is it right? <laughs> Is it right? Is it right? Is it right to be angry about this? Then Jonah went out. I feel like he walked out. He was stroppy. Yeah, he was throwing a tantrum. Yeah, he slammed the door. (laughs) Whatever, whatever. (laughs) Then Jonah went out to the east side of the city and made a shelter to sit under as he waited as he waited to see what would happen to the city so even though the city had been delivered he still had hope that it would be destroyed verse 6 and the lord god arranged for a leafy plant to grow there and soon it spread its broad leaves over jonah's head shading him from the sun This eased his discomfort, and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. So when you needed help, and then God brought you shade, and then it took the sun, the heat from you. Now you you are grateful for the plant that has been put there for you. So when you had a need, it was okay for God to come and meet you at your point of your need. But when others were being destroyed and God came to their aid at the point of their need, you were throwing tantrums and you were angry. <sighs> Which shows our selfishness. Yeah. And he's, he was grateful for the plant. Making re- Let's read the next phrase. <laughs> but God also, after covering, giving him shade, God also arranged for a worm. The next morning at dawn, the worm ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered away. There's a message. And as the sun grew hot, God arranged for a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. The sun beat down his head 
until he grew faint and wished to die. Death is certainly better than living like this, he exclaimed. Then God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? He had more value for the plant than for souls. We have value for things more than life. Because when the worm was, came to eat the plant, he was so upset. Why has the plant been destroyed? But he wanted souls to be destroyed. So our shelter, our finances, our whatever, when anything touches it, we are so overwhelmed and so worked up. And that's when we go to God with all those personal needs about housing, about clothing, about shelter, about that one. But when a soul is perishing, let them perish. And God is saying that you are angry because a plant died. And Jonah was like, yes. Even angry enough to die. <laughs> Listen, we are about to end because this matter, we have, we have a few minutes we are going to end because... Isn't the soul of man more valuable? <sighs> Let's finish it. Then the Lord said, you feel sorry about the plant. Though you did nothing to put it there. It came quickly and died quickly. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a city? Do you know that this is the end of the book of Jonah? This is the end of the book of Jonah. So remember that he was sitting there spying to see what will happen. And God is telling him that there are 120,000 people there. And what I... And you know what happened? Based on scripture, you come to realize that the people backslid again. Which tells you that serving God is an ending. There is not that I've finished. I've done, I've, we don't take care of people for a period. You don't shepherd over for a year and do it. Okay. It's a life. Let's look at Nehum and then we'll be going home. I said we'll finish at 8.30 and then uh, give me two minutes. Nahum chapter 1 from, let's read verse 1, 2, 3. This message concerning Nineveh came as a vision to Nahum, who lived in Elkosh. The Lord is a jealous God, filled with vengeance and rage. He takes revenge on all who oppose him and continues to rage against his enemies. The Lord is slow to get angry, but his power is great, and he never lets the guilty go unpunished. He displays his power in the whirlwind and the storm. The billowing clouds are the dust beneath his feet. So now God is about to take vengeance on Nineveh. It means that they had misbehaved again. The people who repented had. So we have to appreciate that the work of God is continuous. It's an ending. That's why the Bible says that we should work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We work it out. It's not a one-touch finished. 
It's like growing. It's like living. Do you understand? You don't grow, you don't finish growing till you die. Because if you stop growing, it means you are dead. I pray that we'll put the level of importance to serving in the house of God, working for the Lord, and also to ensure that all our very rational explanations that we may have for why we don't serve God or why we don't serve him with all those characteristics we saw must die. Then I just put out a few things that sometimes we use or that runs through our head. So I said, I don't have time. It's normally one of the main ones. Reverend Sam, having to go into people and say, oh, will you be able to help with setting up? Oh, Reverend, I would like to do it, but I don't have time. My hands are already full with. I don't have time. I'm a baby Christian. You have been a baby Christian for the last. <laughs> now we even have two-year-olds who can talk. How long should your babyness last? And your, your baby Christian, it only comes to when it comes to serving God. Everything else, when it comes to receiving God's blessing. Because normally a baby should not want anything. All the baby needs is milk. Have you seen a baby praying, I want a house. <laughs> I need a breakthrough. <laughs> miracles, Lord. Miracles, Lord. Miracles, Lord. I mean, how many of us would be scared if Audrey was standing here? Lord, deliver, Lord. Bring a double portion. Why? Because we say she's a baby. And her needs are already covered. So if you have reached a place where you can say, you know what to pray about, you know what to pray for, then you also know how to serve God. I'm struggling with sin. I don't think I'm righteous enough. I don't think I'm... You're not serving God does not help you become righteous. In fact... One of the ways you can deliver yourself is to become accountable by serving the Lord. Because you see, when you are serving the Lord, another level of, uh, what do you call it, instruction, expectation, and also God needs to take care of you because of what you are doing. Because if you are not working for God, do you know that there, you need things in your life to help you? There are some people that they will say, as for me, I was a womanizer. But when I got married, I stopped all. <laughs> Except one or two. <laughs> Why? Because now there is something that has, you remember what I was saying on Sunday, that what can I do, not what I can't. Do you get what I'm saying? And if you are really serving God well, if you are really, 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 really serving God well, like you should serve God in CICC, the tiredness and the fatigue, sin will struggle. Yes, 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 yes. 
When you wake up at 5 a.m. to pray, <laughs> and then when you have to do 12 hours prayer, after 12 hours prayer, you want to go and unzip your trousers. I don't know what. <laughs> you people don't intimidate me, please. Isn't it a real problem? I don't know what I can do. I don't know what I can do. It's only in the house of God that suddenly we are not well equipped. Most people, anywhere they work, when an opening, an opportunity comes for promotion, they know what to do. <laughs> if I, even when they are not qualified for the promotion, they fake it. They pretend. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a try. Why don't you give it a go in the house of God? Why don't you give it a try in the house of God? Yeah. I tell people that, do you know that on um, Thursday, I was telling them that me, I've played drum. You people don't believe, you see. Yeah. When need arises. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say you don't know what to do. I have sung. I have played drums. That's why the keyboard didn't work at all. <laughs> you can't say that you don't know what to do. You, you absolutely know what to do. Yeah. Oh, I don't have any special skills. <laughs> if we're using special skills to serve God, most of us will be disqualified. Yes. God calls the unqualified and qualifies them. <laughs> Even when you think you are qualified, don't you guys somewhere realize that you are not qualified? One of the first things I realized after my first degree, when I was working and we went to a site, you know how you have book knowledge? <laughs> and then we got there and they are doing their thing and you want to open your mouth and tell them that the T-joint is like this. And the mason is looking at you like, move, move, stand back, go and write that on a piece of paper. <laughs> Another one, they don't need me. They don't need me. They do need you. When we look at 1 Corinthians 16, we realize that what are some of the reasons that Apollos and the Corinthians and, you know, the people who didn't really help, what were the various reasons at that particular time? You know, Apollos was so hardworking, but at the point he was also unwilling. Do, do you get it? It's like, okay, they are... They, Timothy and Cole, the young ones are doing. Let them do. We have done our bit. I'm not needed now. Do, do, do you get? Especially in the choir, the solo talented artists. Hey. When they see that there's a whole bunch and they won't stand out, it's like they don't need me. Because if I'm coming in, I'm coming in. I can't be just part of the. I can't be part of the. No, 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 no. I have a lot of personal issues. <laughs> no, I said I was going to enter. Uh, I'll give the rest next, next week. <laughs> I have a lot of personal. You see, nothing has changed. There's no new thing under the sun. 
I have a lot of personal issues. Me, I, I, I keep telling you that serving God is one of the best ways of deliverance. It's one of the best ways to overcome. It's one of the best ways to even receive answers to your prayers. Yes. When we are reading scripture, we take some of the parts, my God shall supply all your needs. Do you know what happened and they said, my God shall supply all your needs? Go and read. It wasn't being said in the air. It was a declaration for work done. And who doesn't have issues? At every season of your life, issues are being solved and issues are rising. Issues are being solved and issues are rising. Issues are being solved. I keep telling, you know, when Phoebe used to be in high school, she was like, Dear, I just can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> the, the, when she went to unity, she was like, I mean, graduation was like, now, sometimes like 8 p.m. she's working, or they'll say there are meetings at 9 p.m. <sighs> On Wednesdays, they, they have their team meeting between 7.30 to Mommy, they don't understand that working is... I said, no, they don't understand it. That's, <laughs> it is what it is. So if you were, if you were like, Reverend Sam, let me finish my exams, then I'll be more focused on, I'll come and help. <laughs> I'll come and help you when I finish my exam. Then they'll get the job. And you say, I'm really, really sorry. This work is... <laughs> By the time they are even married with children, if you want to see personal issues, wait till, you know, somebody's baby that... The child only begins all their conversation at night. So I went there one day, and then the father and mother brought the little girl. And they were like, she won't sleep. I said, I she crying. He said, no, she's not crying. But all her conversation is at that time. So I put a plan in place. I said, do A, B, C. And I told the guy, lock this woman out of the room for... Then about two weeks or so later, they came and said, Reverend, it's not working. I said, you've only done it two weeks. <laughs> Keep going at it. You will not realize that at every stage of your life, there will be issues. As well, for those who are saying that when I get old, I'm too young or this. When you get old, your back, your leg, you... <laughs> <laughs> you don't <laughs> you don't know, you don't know. You see, when you are young and they say, oh, let's do try Jesus, let's go and do a campaign, let's take a plug, let's walk, they are going walking Belly Road to Kextor Road, one hour. He's like, Yeah, we are going, we are going. Yeah, Jesus is there. See, don't look at the older people and say, Why are they not? Wait. <laughs> There will always be personal issues. Always. Whether it's financial, whether it's health, whether it's spiritual, whether it's family. There will always be. There will always be. And that's what the devil also uses to prevent us from having the blessing that comes from serving the Lord. 